welcome. Fourth hour, final hour of the Bill Michael Show on this day today. Got some breaking news for you coming up here in a couple of different fronts in just a minute. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Scott Ellis. Uh, he's the guy that helped me uh, with Homeside Financial, get me all taken care of when it came to my mortgage, when it came to my refi. And right now they've got a two-to-one buy-down where you can start out at 4.5%. I'm not kidding you. 4.5% when everybody else is paying 65 and higher. Four and a half percent. You got to find out the details. 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. 4.5% on a 2-1 buy down. You got to check it out. If you're looking to uh, get access to equity out of your home, get, say, cash to pay off some debts, he can help you out with that as well. Get some refi going. 414-791-7771. That's my buddy Scott Ellis from Homeside Financial. And uh, he covers all of Wisconsin. 414-791-7771. First of all, the former Colts head coach, Frank Reich, now being named the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers uh, that he actually quarterbacked back in 1995. So Frank Reich going uh, going back to Carolina. This one, though... This hits home because I like these. Ben, have you ever gone into one of those local convenience stores, liquor stores or whatever, and you see the little tiny fireball bottles? Yes, I know what store you're talking about. I have. It's, It's a big story. It's not being talked about enough. No. So fireball is that cinnamon whiskey. Everybody knows that. There's also a fireball cinnamon and a fireball cinnamon whiskey Apparently, it doesn't contain any whiskey, (laughs) so they're being sued. Uh, It's a malt beverage with a natural whiskey flavor coloring to it and a caramel color that's added. But it's actually a malt beverage. Fireball cinnamon alcohol by volume stands at 16.5%. Fireball cinnamon whiskey is much lower than Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey by 33%. So, using the words with natural whiskey and other flavors, it's a turn of phrase because consumers who strain to read it, they don't even see the fact that it's just naturally whiskey-flavored rather than actually being a whiskey. It's truly despicable. It's calling a whiskey a whiskey when it's not a whiskey. Man, that, that you know, for everybody that's a fireball drinker out there, now you have to rethink your entire philosophy. They're selling you what's called a whiskey, and it's not. It's a malt beverage with cinnamon flavoring. The good thing is their target market is drunk enough to not care. Right, they don't care. <laughs> you know, they, they don't care. I thought they were going to say it actually doesn't have any alcohol in it. I thought that was going to be the next thing that they stated, but no, it, it has alcohol. It just doesn't have nearly as much, and uh, and now it's not even a whiskey. It's a malt beverage, and I think most people that's, that drink it are probably going, all right, whatever. Nobody cares, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's breaking news. Breaking news. Fireball cinnamon whiskey is not a whiskey. Damn, damn, damn. There you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. hit us up? Feel free. 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Ken listening to us in Milwaukee. Ken, how you doing, man? What's going on? Good. How about you? I'm doing well, buddy. What's on your mind? 
Yeah, I'd just like you to weigh in on the uh, Packers' front four. In your opinion, is it the fault of Joe Barry that they cannot stop the run, or is the fact that they're just average players up front, and including Clark? You know, I I know Gary is great against uh, uh, you know is a great pass rusher, but against the run, it seems he is less than spectacular. So I just like your opinion on that. Um, no, I appreciate it. Um, Kenny Clark is is solid, and if Kenny Clark doesn't have to be doubled and tripled the entire time, he's a pretty solid guy. Uh, I have always been been a big believer of you're your only as good up front as your weakest link. And sometimes Dean Lowry shows up and he works hard. Sometimes he just kind of gets washed away. Uh, because when you saw Dean Lowry go down with the injury and Devontae Wyatt come in, Devontae Wyatt started blowing up that defensive front. Now, here's the other problem with that, because you got to bring up a good point. But very rarely do they run three down linemen. Usually they're in a nickel package, and, and it's just like uh, Kenny Clark and Jerron Reed or Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, and they're splitting Kenny Clark off the nose and putting him between either guard, nose guard, guard or uh, center guard or guard tackle. So, And then they're leaving it for, uh, you know, Quay Walker and, and Devondre Campbell to clean up the run. So I, I would like to see them run more base. But I also think you need, you know, to hopefully Devontae Wyatt goes away this offseason and he bulks up, takes care of himself, comes back rested and refreshed and ready to go. Because I, I think he just really, he kind of showed me something down the stretch. He, he kind of showed, showed me something down the stretch. So I still think if you can get T.J. Slayton big by, and T.J. Slayton, by the way, he's a blue M&M short of 350. He's a big dude, man. He's a big dude. If you get him doing anything as a fifth-round draft choice, you get Devontae Wyatt coming in solid. You get a couple of guys to kind of rotate through. And I don't know what Jonathan Ford's going to equal out to be by the time it's all said and done. But if you, if Devontae Wyatt's the real deal, Ford can be something, TJ, and then you fortify that with another draft pick or two this year, uh, I'm all in favor of the beef they have up front. I think the trenches will only get better. But Kenny Clark's the real deal. It's just... You know, there's times, yeah, he got washed away this year. Sometimes he did it one-on-one. Sometimes he just held his stalemate. Sometimes he was getting double-teamed, what have you. But he he was disruptive. He just didn't have the same oomph this year as he had last year. I mean, when you look at it, uh, Preston Smith had a good year when it comes to the sack totals. But overall, with and he was asked to set the edge more this year than he has been in the past. But his numbers overall and some of his peak uh, PFF numbers were down a little bit. Kenny Clark's numbers were down a little bit. Um, Adrian Amos was down. Jair, while Jair played better pass defended, he also had more give-ups this year. Stokes was down this year before he went down with injury. Savage was down this year before he uh, got benched and then came back. Russell Douglas's numbers early on this season were down. So it was just like the whole defense was just down. What should have been, in, in, in many estimations, it should have been at least top ten. Because we were talking about it on paper being like a top-five defense, right? So if you get Quay Walker to be able to shed blocks and, and be a run stuffer, you get Devontae Wyatt and that big body going, and you get even stronger with, with guys now for a feel in your secondary, then I think you should be a better defense. But you still need some, some key contributors. You still need bigger pieces up front, and you still need one or two guys back in the secondary. If not necessarily for depth, but if you're going to replace Adrian Amos, you have to find yourself a strong safety. A starting strong safety. Eight set, careful ahead, with uh, careful with M and M's, Bill. They're a hot topic these days. Yeah, because uh, they got uh, what's her face's picture on them. 
No, I think there was a uh, uh, some initiative in terms of spokes candies and taking the, you know, men and woman nature. Yeah, you know, things oh, that they, outside of this realm, clearly, but, you know, blue M&M it's, away from X. It's a, yeah. it's a hot topic. It's candy, for God's sakes. Also, I, I am convinced that the M&Ms taste different. That are different colors, even though I, I haven't had m M&M. and You know what? I'll be honest with you. I haven't eaten regular M&Ms in years. I usually get the peanut butter M&Ms. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, those are fantastic. Oh, you freeze them? I, I, I like frozen candy. Okay. I've got the giant, you know, on the bar, everybody, when they come to the house, they always know you go to the bar because I have a, a big bucket. Like you would get five or six beers in on bucket night, you know, when you get five for 10 or something like that. Uh, I got one of those buckets filled to the brim with Andy's candies, M&M peanut, peanut butter M&Ms, uh, Reese cups, mini Reese cups, mini Kit Kats, uh, all different colors. You got the vanilla, you got the dark chocolate and the regular. I've got a whole bucket filled with that stuff, filled with that stuff. And I just haven't added to it lately. But uh, yeah, uh, Pac-Fan agrees with you. He says frozen M&Ms and frozen Thin Mints are the best. Now, Thin Mints, I, I'm... I'm waiting. When did, when do the Girl Scout cookie sheets come out to start filling it out for uh, for Girl Scout cookies? Are I don't we know. Closing in on that now? I think so. I usually just see them on the corner here in here in Madison. Okay, they set up a little stand. I've usually got a friend or two that'll get a hold of me and say, "Hey, you know the kids now. The kids are getting older now, so I, I don't know if they're still going to do Girl Scout cookies. So I, I got to find my fix, man. Because once you get into March and March Madness, man, you you've got to have those cookies in hand." For NCAA tournament games, otherwise you're out of your damn mind. You just, I, I, it's just not the same type of season. Well, the Badgers probably won't be in it, so we need something. Yeah, what's going on with the Badgers? We haven't even really talked Badger basketball last night. They get drilled by uh, by Maryland, and I will say this though, you know, at least they got a lot of run for the young guys playing right now for a decent team that's got, you know, it, it was it Tyler Walls the only senior, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Without looking, I think so. I think he's the only senior, so this entire team will be back next year. It's good to see a lot of the young guys getting some run right now, the way great guards kind of mixed it up. A lot of the young guys getting some opportunities. So you would assume they're going to be better, but, um, yeah, they've uh, they've run into a tough stretch right now. I was watching that game a little bit last night, and Maryland was just trouncing them last evening. Yeah, it was actually a historically bad defensive performance yeah. from the team, which is concerning. They just like I don't know, they're not that good. Sounds um, yeah, simple they're, to they're say. Not, they they really started off on fire because people were opening their eyes, going, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Uh, I still think the Badgers could have a shot at making it to the tournament. You get you know get a little bit of a run late, do a little damage in the Big Ten tournament, and you could find yourself in. You know, you wouldn't be you're probably a bubble team right now, right? Oh yeah. Or do you think they're on the out? Yeah, I was gonna say they're they were a, right a ten seed before the loss against Maryland. Like they're yeah. they're right in the picture. It's just the right. rest of the schedule is tough. It's not going to get easier. So you got to find get wins. a couple of wins, get a couple of decent wins, and you know you'll find yourself uh, you know tournament wise, Big Ten tournament wise, maybe get a win or two, and you'll find yourself in. You may not be a high seed, but you'll still find yourself in. See what happens. Just get to the tournament, man. See what happens. Marquette's having a hell of a year. And, boy, UWM, holy mackerel. They're winning the Horizon League right now. 
You know, you, for, for people that went, you know, ah, UWM, uh, didn't they used to have a basketball program? Now you blink your eyes, you're like, wow, they're back. That's that's an up-and-coming program. Now, you know, do I think they're going to be dominant in the sense of, you know, top 15 in the in the country? Probably not. But still, I mean, at least they're making a little bit of hay. And if they win the Horizon League tournament, being one of the better teams in the Horizon League, then uh, then who knows? We can end up with all three teams in the uh, in the big dance before it's all said and done. We have three rooting interests there. I'd be all for that. Hell yeah. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step out, take a quick break, come back. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show continues on. Hey, our friends over at Smoke on the Water, they've got a, uh, well, they got Chef Jerry Garcia over there now, and he's got a, uh, a deep resume when it comes to making uh, different, uh, you know, dishes, so to speak. They've got a tap takeover uh, going on. They're going to launch a uh, schmutzig Hellas Lager tap takeover uh, from uh, Glendale, Wisconsin's Barbarian Beer House. So they've got that coming up today, beginning at 5. So uh, they got pretzels and stuff. So if you're going to do a tap takeover, a couple of clinking glasses and some Barbarian beers and all that kind of stuff, that's happening today. Smoke on the water, barbecue on Okachi Lake. Uh, and uh, great people out there. Joe and Ellen Hennis. I haven't been out there in a while. I haven't seen them in a while. I've got to get back out there for sure. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, by the way, I didn't mention this the other day. Scott Rowland made it into the Hall of Fame, uh, and uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine down in Cincinnati. Ben, I know people were mentioning that. Um, it was almost like the Baseball Writers Association of America. They put him in just to put him in because otherwise it would have been two years in a row that a baseball player would not have made it to the Hall of Fame. So the question is, are the standards too high for the Baseball Hall of Fame? I don't think so. But well, I, I, does, does Scott Rowland belong there? I think letting Scott Rowland in is lowering them a bit. I do, too. He doesn't do feel too. like a Hall of Famer. No. Part of that is no. he was never, I guess, the best player on his own team. Right. Aside from when he was in Philly. But those teams sucked early on in his career. So I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I boy, when I saw that, I was kind of like, what? I, I never considered Scott Rowland a Hall of Famer. Never. Um, it was just bizarre, but they, they almost, it was like the baseball writers let him in because they didn't have anybody else. There was nobody real, really worthy. And it would have been two years in a row that they wouldn't have had anybody being inducted into the hall of fame. And so now they're questioning whether or not their, their standards are too high. And I'm like, no, if you're not a hall of famer, you're not a hall of famer. So be it, you know, just leave it alone. I don't lower the standards just because you want to have a celebration. You want to have a ceremony celebrate. If I'm a hall of famer that's in there, I'm like, really? This, this guy's going to join us. He's got good numbers, but this guy, no, he's not up to our standard. 
So I thought that was rather strange. Well, Tim uh, by the way, one other ahead. guy, too. There was The Veterans Committee let someone in. I forget his name. I didn't see who that was. I'll find it. But I also think it's a part of the whole stat revolution because I, I think he's more valuable if you include defense, like when it comes to all the war and stuff. Right. In terms of those metrics, he might pass a lot of the tests, which is, I, I guess, uh, some change that we're seeing. Yeah, I I still am like, no. Uh, Fred McGriff. Fred McGriff was the That's other it. One. Yep. Yeah. Fred McGriff. Thank you very much, Brett. Uh, I am also Braun, defensive... up next. Uh, well. <laughs> After the Brewers retire his number. Yeah, that's uh, that's not going to happen. If you're not putting Bonds in, you're not putting Braun in. Which, you know? that's another discussion. That's a whole this other This wouldn't discussion. be a problem if they would just do that. Uh, the the problem I have with not putting, um, you know, Barry Bonds in, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before he went to San Francisco. I mean, he was on the trajectory for that. I mean, he was already a tremendous player, a Hall of Fame player. He just blew up when he went to San Fran after the 98, you know, home run chase between McGuire and Sosa. And then, then that famous call to Ken Griffey Jr. to say, look at these two guys. The rest of the world's going crazy over there. And, and Barry, Barry Bonds had a tremendous year that year. I think he had like 44 home runs. He was So he just said, look, if they're going to do it, we're going to do it. And Griffey said, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. You wonder what Griffey could have been had he actually taken the PEDs. You know? Because Griffey was probably the purest swing, purest hitter, one of, of all time. And he did it all natural and had his, the, the hamstrings and the ankles and all that stuff, had those not hampered him in his career at the, at the end of his career, you wonder how many more home runs he would have hit if he would have been able to play more had he been taken. Uh, by the way, the defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, is now the top candidate as the Broncos head coach. Do, uh, look, I know there's only 32 of these jobs. I understand it. It is a coveted job. It's millions of dollars. It's it's significance. It's and then again after this season, you can't really go anywhere but up. You would assume, but with what you saw out of Russell Wilson, do you really want? Do you really want to be tied to to how bad Russell Wilson was this year? Do you really want to try to reform that team? Because you know, you know, defensively you can go out and play lights out, but you know, Russell Wilson was terrible. Would you want anything to do with that, knowing that you're strapped with that contract? I guess if it's your first head coaching gig, you'd take it, but oof. That you tell you, I mean, if you're if you're like uh, Sean Payton, no. You would have they would have to add, give Sean Payton ten million, fifteen million a year to to come back. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven 1670 hit us up again 877-867-1670 um this is from jess jess says uh, if they trade aaron Rodgers away the team goes broke they can't afford to put good players around jordan love so therefore why should we expect anything out of jordan love at least for the first year or so well first of all jess the team's not broke they would just be in a salary cap hole and we're basing it upon what we know right here and right now. Remember, Aaron Rodgers said that number is not going to be the number. 
which means they're going to change. They're going to move some stuff around. So it won't be as bad. They'll get some relief. I mean, I don't know how much, but they'll get some relief. Maybe five million, ten million, something like that. But they won't. They. I mean, it's not like he's going to give back fifty million, right? Um, what else do we have here for you? I don't want to do that. That's just that's crazy. No, I'm not going to go there. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixty. Some people just write crazy long stuff, and I I can't get to all of it. It's just <laughs> it's it's bananas. Um, this one is from uh, Daniel. Says uh, on Rogers, what lies behind us and what lies before us are the t- are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. I would rather lose with love, and I'm not on Twitter, so I'm voting here. Get rid of Rogers because he's a distraction to other players. If I was a teammate of Rogers. I would not offer my best effort. Well, Daniel, the problem with that is you're also your own commodity. The best product you have to sell is you. So if you don't give your best effort, then you're you're hurting yourself. You're not hurting anybody else. I mean, you don't like Rogers. You, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's some guys in the locker room where the, the act wears thin, but they know that, he has a level of standard, and it's kind of like sometimes they'll roll their eyes and go, okay, and then you kind of pick yourself up and go, okay, let's go, you know, uh, whereas there's some guys that are right now in that locker room that are like, you know, man, when Jordan finally gets his chance to play, we got his back. We're, we're going to bust it. So it's not to say that they're playing less hard for Aaron Rodgers. It's just that they don't think, they don't want to let Jordan Love fail. But I, you know, I, it, it's a feeling. It's a, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. But you would assume you're go- when you get in the trenches, it's man to man. You're trying to beat the guy across from you. You're not, you're not, you're, you're not a team. You're you. You've got that guy. You have to play your. You have to do your job for your team to be successful. It's like being a hitter in baseball. It's not the Brewers against the Cardinals. It's, you know, Christian Yelich against Wainwright. You're trying to beat that guy. So you don't want to continuously lose because your overall value, you know, your team obviously is depending on you, but your overall value to yourself goes down. So you don't want to go out and say, I'm not going to give my best effort because, then you know, then you're getting your ass whipped all over the field, and that's embarrassing too. And everybody sees it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If that makes sense, um, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, this one is from our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. Twenty twenty three. It's here. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com and get your season pass if you have the need for speed. Uh, Great Lakes Dragaway down in Union Grove. Greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continuing on 
877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Hey, don't forget uh, the the boat show right around the corner. Look for uh, look for our friends at Skipper Buds. Uh, Skipper Buds is going to be at the boat show and uh, here in Milwaukee, so uh, at the Wisconsin Expo Center. So at Skipper Buds, I mean, if you're looking for yachts, pontoons, sport and deck boats, fishing boats, whatever it happens to be, they've got it. Ask for Todd. He's the general manager. He can make the deals with you. And if you're looking for new, used, cruisers, four winds, Mastercraft, Tiger, Scarab, whatever, they've got them. And a lot of great in-stock boats right now. So check them out at the Boat Show if you're going to go to the Boat Show. Start dreaming about summer a little bit. You know what I mean? I've uh, got some news here on Patrick Mahomes. As uh, he uh, said, it gave us a spin today at practice improvement on day two. They showed a video of Patrick Mahomes kind of, uh, you know, kind of hopping around. You don't get – it used to be you'd get a chance to sit and watch practice. You know, you'd, you'd watch practice. You'd be able to, you know, see some of the things that they're going to do, look for some, you know – some things they may want to run, little strategy stuff. You couldn't record it. You couldn't use your phone or anything like that. But at least you could, you know, see it. Now it's basically come on in. You get a chance to see who's all there, who isn't there, who's working off to the side for, um, you know, rehab and such. And then after that, you know, you they basically kick you out. So... Uh, two stories in the NBA. One I didn't cover, and I don't want to go too too deep into it. Ben, did you see the whole Shannon Sharp incident at the Lakers game? I did. Yes. Now, I I am not a. We all know Shannon Sharp is very mouthy, and he can get into it. But what the hell is he thinking? Was there any explanation for why he went off the way he did, to where he has to be removed from a Lakers game? He apologized, which he you know, apologized, but brought a lot of case. brought a lot of eyeballs to his apology, as you would expect, right. probably. But it's like, what? What are you doing? It's like, did you see last night the uh, the DoorDash guy? Oh, what game was that? What game was that in? Loyola against uh, some random Dayton, I think. There was an update on that though. For, okay, what was the update? Was he was he delivering food? He looked like he was delivering food. So, yeah, during the game, this guy walked on the court with a McDonald's order on Uber Eats. And when people zoomed in on it, he had a microphone. He had people filming. It was a viral stunt. The, the guy was trying to go big on the internet. Okay, okay. That's what, okay, so now he doesn't deserve any of our, any of our, uh, any of our attention. But it was pretty funny when it happened. Because the guy just walks in a court. He's walking in with a bag of food. It looked like it was a DoorDash dude. Like somebody sitting courtside ordered food from McDonald's. And my question was, wait a minute, how did he get in there to begin with? They're not just going to let a DoorDash guy walk in the arena. That would never happen at any, like, you know, it would never happen at the Kohl Center. It would never happen at the Fiserv. It would never happen at UW Panther Arena. Never happened at the Rest Center. You know, how do you, first of all, you got to get a ticket to get in. Did he buy a ticket and then walked in? So, because uh, I thought this is bizarre. No, because if, if this guy legitimately was making a delivery, any arena you've ever been to, they always make sure the delivery stays at the, the, the security desk at the loading dock. Always. So I'm like, how this guy even get in? So I thought uh, I raised an eyebrow at it from the very beginning, and everybody said that this was going to be a uh, a kind of a stunt. 
But and sure enough, now it is. So there you go. Um, one of the other pieces of news, and then we talked about at the very beginning of the show. We didn't get a chance to talk about it too much, but uh, Charles Barkley. Now we we just got done talking to Jim Ozarski about an hour and a half ago, who covers the Bucks, and a lot of these guys, you know, they, they haven't played together. Um, you know, Giannis was down for a while. Chris Middleton's been down a lot this season. Brooke Lopez. A couple of games. You obviously got Bobby Portis now down two to four weeks. So these guys aren't, but they're talking about this load management thing. And Charles Barkley had this to say, uh, what he wants the owners to do regarding this whole load management thing. First of all, it's embarrassing for the NBA. And I cannot wait for these owners to put their foot in their asses in this next CBA. These dudes going to do something to these players. They're going to be like, wait a minute, you can't make $50 million and not play half the season, okay? Uh, you just Because now you're just really just like slapping me in my face, taking my check twice mm-hmm. a month. And we got guys like, and Eddie, I see guys that got a sore a sore hip or something. I'm like, everybody's sore in the NBA after <laughs> 20, 30, 40 games. Yeah. But I think it's going to be very interesting when in the next CBA because, you know, the billionaires always wins against millionaires. And I think those owners are going to try to do something. I don't know what it is. I think there's going to be a strike or a lockout, however you want to phrase it. But I think they're going to say, okay, you guys don't want to play. I'm going to teach you all a lesson. Because, you know, we we paid you all during the pandemic. We didn't have a, a, nobody in the stands for a couple years, but we still paid you all. And this is how you all repay us, making all this money and not wanting to play. So, Man, I think it's going to be very interesting in the next CBA. But, Eddie, to pick it back on your point, man, it's getting to the point where it's actually a joke now. Um, so that's Charles Barkley talking about this whole load management thing. Now, you never want to go, well, back in the day when I played. I mean, back in the day when he played, you had the boy, bad boys of the Pistons. You go back to the Jordan days. Go back to even when Larry Bird was playing, you know, with Boston and Magic was with uh, the Lakers. Uh, you know, you had the chocolate, you know, chocolate thunder, uh, down, you had Dr. J down at Philly. I mean, all these different guys, they beat the hell out of one another on a nightly basis and they were sore. They were hurting, you know, the whole thing. I get it. You're drawing a fine line now between the millions, tens of millions you're investing in players and the health of players down the stretch and going to the postseason. I get it. There's a fine line there, but he's right. It's like when you've got fans coming and there, now I've always said, I've been a big proponent of this. You buy a ticket to see a game. And if you're buying a ticket to see a player, expecting to see that player in today's day and age, you're a fool. Unless the game means something, that could be a night that they just let Giannis sit. Or whomever, or John Morant, or you know, pick out any other you know superstar, Steph Curry, anybody, anyone can sit. And then to complain about it after the fact... That's on you. But if it's a meaningful game in some way, shape, or form, you can almost guarantee they're going to play. But the the whole thing with the NBA, I, you know, man, I, I'll tell you this. I get it. They're, they're, these guys are sitting. It used to be you'd sit probably three, four, five games in a season. Now they're sitting 15, 15, 20 games a quarter of the season for load management, as they call it, to keep them healthier. Granted, you've got a lot invested. You don't want them to break down. So I understand it. It's a fine line. But the owners are going to eventually say, hey, wait a minute, fans are paying to come and see you guys, and you guys are taking a lot of time off because you got, you know, bumps and bruises. And, it, you know, you got to get past it. So 
Anyway, uh, I, so you, you're never going to win it because the players rule the roost. But like he said, uh, you know, you get into the, the, the billionaires versus the millionaires, and the billionaires are going to win each and every time. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Finest. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, this one is from Vince who says, love, love, love the show. Keep it coming. Have a question. Do you think the franchises will kind of catch on to the big contracts for quarterbacks? I thought I uh, saw where the top five quarterbacks paid that uh, are not in the playoffs. Is that because of age or is that because of the contract, the handcuffing the franchise? Well, Russell Wilson's in that. Rodgers, uh, the, uh, Deshaun Watson was in that. Uh, who was the other two? Matthew Stafford was in that. And then there's another one. Because Mahomes is making, you know, 17% of his team's total pay. He's got he's got a big contract. But there was somebody else. I don't think it was Brady. Maybe it was. But, yeah, it's because I, I've said it 100 Kyler times. Kyler Murray, actually. Kyler Murray. Thank you very much. Kyler Murray. I was trying to think of somebody that just signed. Yeah, Kyler Murray. And he's easy to forget about because he's a mess. But Kyler Murray. So all of those quarterbacks, once you start to – you know, go back to when Joe Flacco had that tremendous defense around him, Right. Ed Reed and company, you know, they were fantastic. That was an incredible defense. And a minute Flacco, who was considered the best downfield passer at the time, was like, give me a break. He was a, he was a game manager at best, you know. The minute Joe Flacco got paid, done. The minute Eli got paid, done. No, it wasn't going to happen. Wasn't going to happen. You could just tell. Wasn't going to happen. By the way, somebody mentioned a little bit earlier about Ben Roethlisberger. Remember when Roethlisberger actually in his last year took less to come back? He took less to try to get more around him to come back. Somebody had said that he was run out. He he was. He wasn't good. But remember, the team welcomed him back, but he ended up saying, look, I'll give you a bunch of money back. And he did. He actually did. So can it be done? Yes, it can be done. Uh, 877-867-1670. Mark Maskey tweeting out to the Panthers, uh, no longer an option for Sean Payton because uh, they hired Frank Reich today, and that was an issue with Payton's interview with the Broncos. Payton likes the idea of coaching Russell Wilson and having the defense, but fears the potential power struggle with a member of the ownership group, according to Maskey. Uh, Sean Payton, man, it's like he can go where he wants, but... Isn't it kind of weird that they're talking about Sean Payton as if he's some kind of massive guru, Ben? He's they won are. exactly the same amount of Super Bowls as Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy has a win, more winning, uh, a better win percentage record-wise than Sean Payton does. And yet Sean Payton's the guy. He can go anywhere. But I'm like, you know, I'm not, no, look, I'm not saying... You know, Mike McCarthy, you know, is, is the end-all, be-all. But if you they, they just put it up. Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy, Sean McDermott, Nick Sirianni, and Kyle Shanahan. If you go with the most wins over the last two years, McCarthy's number two. McCarthy's number two. The problem is he's got an idiot in Dak who took all the money, isn't that damn good, he's a game manager at best, and that's who he's working with. But he's got he, the only person that's got more wins than Mike McCarthy is is Andy Reid. That's it. When you go through that list of uh, list of guys that have been winners. And Sean Payton, he can hold Mike McCarthy's lunch. 
He had a Hall of Fame quarterback, too, and Drew Brees. That's when he won it. But what he got credit for was creativity and such in the Super Bowl, and I understand that. But he only won one. I mean, I'd I'd hire him, right? Like, I'd I'd take him over other options. But the question is, would you give up a first-round pick or more? Right. That's where I I don't think I'd give up a first-round pick to hire any coach. Well, that's Unless my they're point. And the, Shanahan, you know? And they're acting like Shanahan, is, or not Shanahan, they're acting like uh, Sean Payton is is the, the, the best thing sitting out there. Like, he's this just highly decorated. High, Sean Payton's good, but he's not great. He he just is. I, I don't know. I'm also, getting, the, I'm getting, getting the weeds. The Broncos ownership uh, group is funny. If you want to guess who he has a problem with, there's Rob Walton. Who I haven't really heard of. He's 77, mm-hmm. founder of Walmart. Right. Greg and Carrie Penner, who I don't know much about. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, <laughs> which is, you know. Talking about an eclectic group at dinner. Name I've heard. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, the big uh, X1 or F1 driver. Uh-huh. And then someone named Melan- Melanie Hobson, who I don't know much about. But it's funny. You read through the names. It's like, oh, and Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. Um, all right. But you wonder if it's somebody, uh, a part of the ownership group. That's probably or somebody in the. Or, I was going to say, or is it Elway? Because Elway, you ever met Elway? No, I have not. If you have a brief conversation with him, he's a nice guy. But if you, if, for those that have dealt with him consistently, he can be an ass. I mean, a, a, a jag. Because he's a god in uh, in Denver, yeah, and he he was kind of a jag when he played, and he now he's this guy that's trying to put put all these pieces together. But yeah, he's he's been kind of a jag, uh, and you you hear when you, that's one of the things I love about Super Bowl because you get out there and you start talking to all these people and all these players. You just start you know kind of comparing notes. How is it there? How is it this way? You know, blah blah blah, and you start to talk to these guys and you're like, oh, that guy, oh, he's not that, not that, and you're like, really. Never knew that. Oh, yeah, this guy. So you start to get the dirt on people. It's like, wow. You know, and Elway can be uh, an egomaniacal, you know, his, his his ego could fill the stadium and then some. Well, plus Big time. Peyton probably wants what Harbaugh wants. I think the whole reason no team was going to hire Harbaugh is because Harbaugh wants control. He, he wants right. to build the roster. Peyton probably wants that. Elway will say, yep. hell no. I want to pick my 6'5 quarterback that can't really throw. Yep. Well, he's the one that wanted, you know, Russell Wilson. Huh. You know? And, boy. Now, you wonder what kind of a season he's going to have. If he has one of those bounce-back years where you where he comes back and you're like, okay, now it was just Nathaniel Hackett, it was the offense, it was just a lot of, a lot of creative differences, we'll say. Okay, now you get it. But if he comes back and does the same thing next year, and talk about another guy with an ego. You know, I don't know what people feel about him here in Wisconsin because he did play one year for Wisconsin. I don't know if they play coming here as a hired gun and only playing one year. I don't know if that really makes you a Wisconsinite, so to speak, because he still does list it as, you know, Russell Wilson, Wisconsin. You know, I mean, he, he still says that. But, yeah, it's uh, I, I he, he's another one that, you know, people say it's <laughs> he's a total facade. Total facade. All right, got a break. Uh, one more to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The NFL's conference championships are coming up this Sunday. It's the Eagles and the 49ers in Philadelphia, followed by the Bengals and Chiefs in Kansas City. The forecast for Philly calls for mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the 40s. Tight end Dallas Goddard says the Eagles must be at their best, even though they had the best record in the NFC this season. Uh, You never know when your last play is going to be. You just kind of got to leave it all out there because the last thing you want to do is wake up on Monday morning and say, man, I wish I would have tried a little bit harder on this play if I would have chased that down maybe I could have made something happen so uh this time of the year it's definitely uh you just lay it all out there because you know it could be your last time going out there for a very long time the 49ers offense is loaded with weapons for quarterback Brock Purdy Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni and they got a lot of guys they got Kittle they have uh McCaffrey they got Ayuk they got Samuel right they got a lot of guys that can change the game at those skill positions they got a great offensive line they got a quarterback that's 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 doing his job to get the ball to him. You know, that presents a lot of issues, right? And so we're going to just have to be sound with what we do. But we got good playmakers too, right? And our guys, our, our good players are going to have to play good against their good players. The last time these two teams met in the postseason was in 1996 when Steve Young and the 49ers beat Ty Dentner and the Birds 14 to nothing on a rainy, windy day. But this is a much different Eagles team. 49ers tight end George Kittle. The Eagles, I mean, they're pretty top tier, so... It's going to be wonderful. I know how much the fans love their opposing team, the opposing team and all the fans. So it's going to be really fun and um, it's going to be cold and violent and it's going to be a blast. That's the 49ers' George Kittle. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Tomorrow we are going to be at the Stillery in Grafton. Come on out, enjoy some lunch with us. Really looking forward to it. You can get registered for a big screen TV that we are giving away on site tomorrow. The only people that are registered for this are the people that show up tomorrow. That's it. So if you're one of the people that are facing the crowd, one of 10, one of 30, one of 50, that's what your chances are to win this thing. Uh, Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, is going to join us in the noon hour. Mike Clemens is going to be there to close out the program and the hour after that. But tomorrow we're going to be at the Stillery in Grafton starting at uh, the doors open up at 11. We go 11 to 2. We're on the air from 10 to 2, but the doors open up at 11. Come out and get some lunch, some Bud Light specials, got some giveaways. Get yourself registered for all kinds of, you know, tchotchke stuff. And then we're giving away the big screen TV tomorrow. Tomorrow only. We're not carrying it out. You're carrying it out of there. We're not carrying it out of there. So come out to the uh, the Stillery in Grafton tomorrow so really really looking forward to this and we hope to see you there as a face in the crowd real quick when you think of uh coaches that are uh, all-time greats ben bill belichick we know leads everybody who is second on the list of wins in the postseason do you think andy reed tom landry and andy reed are tied with 20 apiece oh if andy reed gets a win this weekend he will overtake tom landry for the most postseason wins, but obviously Landry has more Super Bowl wins. <clears throat> He's been to Andy five does. title and it, like conference title games yeah. with two franchises. Yep. It's crazy. He ma- no, he makes his tenth conference championship appearance. Yeah, five tied each. for second, five each, tied for second most ever by a head coach. That's that's incredible. He has one one Super Bowl to show for it. So there you go. So tomorrow we will see you at the Stillery in Grafton. Come on out tomorrow night. 
or tomorrow afternoon. We're going to have a great time. Have some lunch with us. Sit back, relax, enjoy yourself. Bud Light specials. They'll have some whiskey there for you as well. Food out there is fantastic. I've been there a couple of times, and it just opened not that long ago, so it's kind of a grand opening party. So tomorrow, Stillery and Grafton. Doors open up at 11. We're going to be there inside doing the radio program. Wayne Larrabee on site tomorrow. Mike Clemens on site tomorrow. Come on out and join us. We're going to have a great time. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Time for us to go. Have a good one. Until tomorrow, hoop! The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.